Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Countdown to Infinity. It is a brand new podcast from everyone you love here at Loading Ready Run. Uh, with myself, I'm James, and I'm joined with my co-host. His name is oh, Matt. God, what's your name again? It's, it's been Matt. so long since I've seen you or talked to you. It's like Hi you everyone. Left I'm so, Matt. It, it's like you left us so many years ago and have come crawling back just to talk about Iron Man's. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's just mean. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for anybody who doesn't know, because honestly, it has been like what, like six years. Now? Has it been six years? No, not quite six years. I left in September of 2012, so like five and a half. Okay, so Matt Matt used to be a member of Loading Ready Run and kind of never really stopped necessarily, but he moved away to Vancouver to uh, pursue uh, making them Vigi games. Um, mm-hmm. And you haven't really been in a whole lot of stuff lately. And then uh, this idea came up, and I thought, well, it would be silly not to do it with Matt. It would be rude, in fact. It's kind of my brand. It is kind of your brand. It's kind of our brand. That's kind of our thing. We're giant MCU fanboys. Unapologetically so, I would say. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if I you're if you've movies. come to this if you've come to this podcast to uh you know, get your hot takes on 10-year-old movies or I guess 9876543211 year old movies, you probably aren't going to find them here cuz we're probably just going to it's going to be a big old love-in probably and almost I'm okay every with episode. That. A love-in sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, what exactly are we doing here? Um, so, uh, it is what it's uh, it's January sixth, two thousand eighteen, at the time of the recording of the, this first episode, and in uh, uh, nineteen short weeks, uh, Avengers: Infinity comes out, which is kind of the culmination of this massive ten-year project, more or less. And we thought, why not rewatch? All 18 films that are are before that happened before Infinity Wars, which would be pretty cool. One of them's not even out yet. I should mention it's true, right? We've uh, still got Black Panther coming out in March, so we Isn't have that February? to look forward to. Is it February? Maybe it's February. I don't know. I was gonna actually. We're gonna do a quick test in a minute. Pop quiz. I didn't talk to you about this, but I'm gonna throw you through a pop quiz and see how your. Uh, your history is when it comes to the MCU. Oh, that's but so yeah. Rude. The idea is just to to we're gonna rewatch every week a new Marvel movie uh, in the order that they came out. I know that was a question that came up quite a bit, which is like, are you gonna watch them chronologically as they came out? Or are you gonna watch them in the timeline that they exist in? And we're not gonna do that. We're gonna do it from the very first movie, which was Iron Man. Uh, came to, came out uh, May of two thousand eight. Um, so I gave you a little bit of a head start here, Matt, because what I want you to do mm-hmm. is now I want you to list off in order. Oh, good lord! Every movie that came since the original Iron Man in two thousand eight. I want you to give me the year it came out. Okay. And uh, bonus points if you can tell me who directed them. Oh, I cannot do that. Oh. I mean, I can do that with some of them. So, like That's Iron fair. Man and Iron Man Two were John Favreau. Uh-huh. Um. Thor was Kenneth Branagh. Sure, um, sure. Captain America was the guy who did the Rocketeer, but I cannot remember his name <laughs> off the top of my head. That's, surprisingly, that's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> I'm not looking the at guy, Wikipedia, though. That's The just guy who directed Rocketeer is his <laughs> director's here. Um, All right, so, okay, well, let, forget okay, the directors. So, Let's go back. So Iron Man came out May 2nd, 2008. 2008. Uh, and, next and, after that was, um, of course, The Incredible Hulk. 
Uh, uh-huh. that, when I do you think that came, came out? out in November of 2008? No, it came out June 13th. It oh, came really? out like a month a later? month and a half later. Oh. Um, the Secret Stealth MCU movie was uh, Punisher Warzone, which is not canonically part of the MCU, but came out in November. Uh, I don't believe we intend to cover that in this podcast. Nope. Um, but it was actually a Marvel Studios film. Um, yes, then, then what? Right, then, so... then it was Iron Man Two, which must have been like May of two thousand nine. No, it wasn't. There was no MCU. Oh, that's movie. right. In 2009. There was an entire year's gap. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Iron Man 2 would have been 2010 then. Yeah, May 2010. Yeah. Um, then we've got Thor. That would have been late in the year in 2010. So that, nope. that I think, is going to be our, um, like, November. Nope. It was the it was a whole year. It was really? another one-year gap, May 6th, that came out almost exactly one year to the day. Wow, we're, we're already undermining my credibility to be able to co-host this podcast. Um, Don't okay, worry so about then, it, I wouldn't get these. So Thor and Captain America came out in the same year then. Correct. Yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger, came out July of 2011. Okay, all right, we're getting there. Um, which then puts Avengers in 2012, which Correct. was in the May 2012? Yep, May 2012. Man, what came out after Avengers? What was the next one after Avengers? So that was so Iron... that should we should mention that is the end of Phase One. Yes, that's the end of Phase One. Correct. Um, we roll into Phase Two. Did Phase Two start with Iron Man Three? I don't know. You're asking a question that I cannot answer. This is a quiz, Mister Wiggins. Oh, well, I know. I'm I'm looking to the teacher for help here. Um, so we've got Iron Man. We so Phase Two is comprised of Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, now I have to think a minute. Because um, Ant-Man was after Age of Ultron. Um, what else came out? There were those three, Age of Ultron, and... Oh, you're so close. You're so close right now. There's one more. Yep, there is one more that sits between Captain America and the second Avengers film. Yeah. Um, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so there it's, we go. It was, yeah, it was Iron Man three in two thousand thirteen. Thor: The Dark World also late two thousand thirteen. Right. Captain America: The Winter Soldier was early twenty fourteen. Right. Guardians. Uh, mid twenty fourteen. Right. May twenty fifteen. We had Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yep. And then uh, we had Ant Man. Yeah, Ant-Man was 2015, a couple months later, and that was the end of Phase 2. Yes. And the, right. the like little joke for Phase 2 was that all the Phase 2 movies had somebody having their arm chopped off in homage to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, all right, that means so we're then we, Phase 3. Then we move into Phase 3. So Age of Ultron happens. Um, following Age of Ultron, we have Captain America Civil War. Well, technically, uh, we have Ant Man following Rage right. of well, Ultron, but but that that I believe Ant Man technically two. was Phase Two. Um, yes. So we have Captain America: Civil War. We have Correct. Doctor Strange. We have Correct. Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Correct. We have. Um, what am you I? You of all people on the planet should be able to guess this next one. Uh, what was the last one we saw? The Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but there was something before that. Something before Thor Ragnarok. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh-huh. Thor Ragnarok, 
Uh huh. Doctor between Strange. That, Doctor Strange. What was between? Come on. Oh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Thank you. I was gonna get so there angry if you could. You're like the biggest yeah. Spider-Man fan in the world. I know, I know, and I, I was just recounting them in my mind, and and we forgot about that one. Uh, and then, of course, Black Panther, and then we have Infinity War. That'll be the end of Marvel's Phase Three. Technically, okay, so that's I'm curious, and we don't need to get into this because I am just looking at Wikipedia, and obviously, Wikipedia is not run officially by MCU. But Phase Three actually keeps going after Infinity War on oh. the Wikipedia page to Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is July of next year. Right. Or, no, sorry, July of this year. July of 2018. Um, sorry? Yeah. Wait, is that is that accurate? It's July this year? I don't know. That's what this says. Oh, weird. I thought would have thought that would have been later in the year. Although, I guess Ant-Man in July. And then, and then we're done for this year, and then next year... March, March is, my br- Marvel's birthday present to me is is, Cap- uh, is Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel uh, which and then, I have been super super hype about since they announced it. And then next year, at, I I don't know if this is still the case because originally, uh, Infinity Wars was a two part thing. That's right. And then they've since kind of said no, that's not going to happen. But there's still an untitled Avengers film yes. on the Wikipedia page. For yes, next that's year still for happening that. next year. Um, yeah, it was announced. And, I think on Friday, Io9 reported that Jeremy Renner wrapped filming on Avengers Four this week. Oh wow! So, like, Avengers Four is happening summer of next year. Uh, yeah. It's the only reason it's still untitled is that apparently the title is a spoiler for Infinity War. Oh, interesting. So, so they haven't publicly announced the title yet. So that's, um, but that I expect that we... we will we will find out what that title is like within weeks of Infinity War coming out. Right. So right now, that's where the Wikipedia article has Phase Three ending. Yes. Which makes this a much bigger phase than previous. Yeah. Uh, and phases. and that makes sense because like the I we sort of got talking about this the other day i think in one of our various social channels and the the mcu has sort of been following um like the phases are basically an act structure for the overarching plot of the mcu right yeah so like phase one is act one all the characters are presented and they they complete act one by getting together act two is like a couple new characters are introduced but they're all brought low um i think act two actually kind of ends with civil war but that's, you know, Civil War and Age of Ultron are basically the, the culmination or the climax of Act 2. Um, and the way I'm looking at, like, with a three-act structure, Infinity War actually reads to me like the climax of this three-act story. It's not yes. the, like, it's not actually the end of it. It's just the primary climax. Yep. Um, and then Avengers 4 will be the actual, like, culmination of the entire thing. Um, that will be the like the resolution of this plot line. At which point right. they'll sort of branch out into doing whatever they do post phase, like post Avengers four. But uh, I I think the story is not really going to be over until we get through Avengers four. Yeah, I I would agree with that. All right, so uh, that will do it for the quiz portion of the the uh, the episode. Is there going to be a quiz really wanna... in every episode? No. Well, I don't know. Do we'll I need to study? Out. Maybe. We'll find out. Um, I really want to quickly touch on something that I'm sure some people are going to ask about. Um, 
This is a rewatch podcast for the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are not going to be talking about, I'm sure we'll reference it at points, um, but to be honest, I'm not even up to date on the myriad of television series that now exist Oh yeah, uh, in the Marvel Universe, because you have, like, you know what, back in my day, back in my day, Matthew, <laughs> 2013, you watched Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, and you liked it, all right? I That's did. all you had back I in 2013, and now there's like 30 Netflix series, and all of which I've uh, watched. So I'm series. up to date on those. Ugh, it's just madness. It's just too much. Yeah, I'm. I much. I never did watch the second season of Agent Carter, although I want to because I liked the first season. Um, I'm like three seasons behind on Agents of Shield because I just it was the one that I just didn't care enough to keep up with. Despite as much as I like the cast of it, the story was. Uh, yeah, um, I but think I've, that was pretty much everything. I think that was yeah. pretty much everybody on Agents of Shield. It got kind of got kind of really bad there early on, and then apparently it's gotten a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so, it got it got good, and then it got bad again, and then apparently it's got good again. But I yeah. I haven't watched it since it got bad. So yeah, I'll, I'll go back and watch it one day when I'm looking for something to do. But I've got so many other TV series to keep me busy right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right, let's. Uh, that's uh, that's going to do it for the introduction aspect. That, so that's kind of what the podcast is all about. Um, let's start talking about our very first film, that is Iron Man. Iron uh, Man released uh, May of two thousand eight, directed uh, by John Favreau, as Matt you mentioned earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. We got we got the Robert Downey Jr. I believe he plays the Iron Man's. He does. We got our we got our friend Terrence Howard, who is very quickly replaced, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. I'm sure we will. Um, we we got the bad guy, Mr. Jeff Bridges, the mm-hmm. dude playing uh, Obadiah Stane, Obadiah Stane, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, who Pepper plays Potts. Pepper Potts. Um, and let's see, what John is this, Favreau is Happy Hogan. Can't All right, get him. Uh, I joked. the The quiz is not over. How much oh. did this movie cost, Matt? Uh, not that quickly I expect you. to Wikipedia. No, you can't cheat. Uh, hundred and forty oh. million dollars. Damn it! All right, how much did this movie make, Matt? Five hundred eighty-five point two million dollars. Damn, you even got the point two right. I'm impressed. All right, Matt, talk about what what is this movie about? All right, so Iron Man. Iron Man is about billionaire industrialist Tony Stark. Uh, he's a genius. He's an inventor. He's a weapons manufacturer, and he gets kidnapped in the Middle East and forced to build a weapon uh, to supply a group of terrorists. He doesn't want to do this, so he decides to break himself out by using the materials he's given to build himself the Mark I Iron Man suit. He escapes. He gets home. He decides he doesn't want to make weapons anymore. This sets off... Uh, a, a plot line, essentially, where it turns out that Obadiah Stane, his surrogate father, has actually hired the terrorist to kidnap and kill him so that he can take over the company. Uh, Stane gets the design of the Mark I armor, builds another armor suit. Tony improves his armor, builds himself a fancier armor suit, gets revenge on the terrorists, realizes that Obadiah Stane is behind it all, they fight, and Tony lives more or less happily ever after. And that's the podcast! Wow, that was a good rewatch podcast. All right. It. We'll see you next week. Have fun. Yeah, that was fun. Oh dear, jokes. <laughs> They're funny, right? Uh, they are. So, okay. So, full disclosure. Um, actually, really, really quickly, want to talk about sort of um, my history with this uh, this universe and these movies. 
Um, I've, I've seen every single one of these movies in the theater, uh, more or less all on opening night, because again, giant, unapologetic fanboy. Um, but where my watch time really comes in, where it really shines, Matt, is the fact that, my God, do TV stations love to gobble the, the rights to broadcasting these things up mm-hmm. uh, and just playing them over and over and over and over again. And Iron Man is probably the worst offender of this. Well, it's been around longest, so the rights it, are probably cheapest. I would assume that's the case, but I, I would wager... I have spent probably well over a hundred hours just watching this movie randomly on TV. And I'm not saying like, and I don't sit down and watch the full thing. It's always like, you just watch whatever is there when it's on. Yeah. Yeah. 40 minutes here. I think I've seen the beginning of Iron Man at least 30 times. Like the first like half an hour. Cause (laughs) it's like, I'll sit down, I'll flip around TV. I'll find it. I'll watch the first 30 minutes until uh, Tony, like, breaks free. And then I'm like, why why, why am I going to sit here and watch this again? I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, and we can talk about it soon. But, I, like, in my opinion, the most important movie in the, in the series. But I don't need to watch it for the 31st time. Um, That's but, fair. But, my God, I've seen this movie a lot. And I still just love it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, this is just a really, really good movie. Um even, like, factor out the MCU, factor out Marvel's plan to kick off a shared universe. This is just a really, really good movie. It works as an origin story. It's tight. It's well put together. It's well paced. Um, the characters are likable and fun. Um, there's, there's, there's so little to complain about in this movie. It's just so well done. Um, I think so. Props I th- to them for like knocking that first one out of the park (laughs) yeah no absolutely well i mean because what this movie did and why i think it's probably i mean it's most important for the the series as a whole we had this conversation uh over christmas while you were in town Mm -hmm. um i said that that iron man is the most important movie in the mcu and you you said you believed it was the The first avengers yeah and i came back and And i I think there's a solid argument for both yeah and i i came back and i said okay i think I think because I think you're right. I think Avengers is unbelievably important, but I think Avengers was as important to the future of the MCU as Iron Man was to just the MCU. Without Iron Man and the success of Iron Man, and most importantly, the formula of Iron Man, the mm-hmm. tone that Iron Man set, like the 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 writers and the director and everybody on that cast set the tone for the MCU. Right? Yeah. Like, I yeah, we absolutely. just watched. We just watched a month ago. You know, Thor Ragnarok. This is a movie that's come out almost ten years later, and you still have that that feeling that they created back in two thousand eight. Yeah, for sure. Um, thinking about that conversation we had at Christmas, I think my take on it now is like, uh, Iron Man is the most important movie for the MCU internally, and yes. the Avengers is the most important MCU movie for cinema externally sure if you get my drift so like i I think i i think i fully understand yeah like it's it in terms of impact on the mcu iron man is the the key point in terms of impact on like culture (laughs) and the the film industry yeah avengers takes that but i i would agree with you that in terms of like setting the 
you know, setting the standard for what a Marvel movie is going to be, this movie is the one that does it. I mean, up until the point at which Iron Man came out, um, you know, the the gold standard of comic book movies, which, to be honest, you could do an entire other podcast series about how really they should they probably shouldn't have worked as well as they did. Mm. Like, you know, borrowing from Bob, mo- comics are weird, right? Yeah. And and to take that formula that has existed for decades, but has been convoluted and enormous in scope and a very hard thing to sort of crack into and certainly not something that had ever found, it had never found the same mainstream audience that these movies have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unbelievably impressive what especially Iron Man did for comic book movies at the time. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, people talk uh, about how at the time this movie came out, it was anything but a sure thing because Marvel had sold the rights to movie development for all of its A-list characters. So they were yeah. working from a stable of B-listers. And, and yeah. like, at the time this movie came out, Iron Man was not their primary comic franchise. So it, it was a bit of a gamble just in that regard. I mean, had it like as a as a guy who has only ever been sort of on the the outs of comics, but you know has dabbled. Like, has Iron Man ever been like the go to Marvel guy for for Marvel comics? I don't know. I mean, for my part, I was not a huge comics nerd when the Marvel movies came out. I like like I like superheroes, but I wasn't right. regularly reading comics at the time, so I'm actually not really like the best person to answer that question. Um, but I think, I think if you were to look at sales and popularity and that kind of thing, Iron Man has come into his own since. Oh, absolutely. Like since the Marvel movies became a thing, he, when, when was the original Civil War was 2010, I think, wasn't it? So he didn't even like do his big heel turn in comics until after his, his cinematic debut. Um, maybe I've got that date wrong, but, uh, at any rate, like he, he was not, he was certainly not like a Spider-Man or an X-Men, um, because Marvel didn't have those properties. So they just took no. the one, I guess, that they thought people would, would take to the most, the one that, that had the most cool cachet in terms of what they could do with it. Um, and, and launched into this film with that character. Yeah. And I mean, a huge... And we can sort of start talking because we can talk about um, some of the people who are actually in this movie now. I think a huge reason that it succeeded in the way that it did was the casting of Iron Man. Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I like it's at this point where obviously I can't even fathom any other human being on this planet playing Iron Man in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and um, at the time, it was just at the time, Robert Downey. I mean, we're not going to get into the the Robert Downey Jr. past. Like there is a very long rabbit hole that you can you can go read for, for yourself. Sure. Like he has not had you know this you know princess career where everything's gone right for him all the time. Like no, this was a huge gamble in terms of casting. He was yeah, not absolutely. a like bankable star at the time this movie came out, and he essentially relaunched his career with this film. Yeah, into the stratosphere. Yeah, right. Like. Never before had he reached these heights, and then he gets this movie, and all of a sudden now he's Sherlock, and he's in all of these other really just fantastic movies over the years. But yeah, no, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., just incredible as Iron Man, but also probably the best choice uh, 
given I like I at the time like 2007 2006 you're the casting director who are you thinking for Iron Man right like I would love to know who else was on that list oh yeah it that would be a heck of a list to look at um it's it's just interesting too because like he has embodied this character so much now for so long that it's reflecting back into the comics like the character of of Tony Stark was not necessarily super accurately reflected by uh rdj when he took on the role right um but he made it his own so much that the comics writers have actually sort of adapted tony to be more like robert downey jr's portrayal of him in the comics rather than how he was over the years uh which is interesting um like he's just he's so likable even when he's being a jerk he's so likable yeah, even when he's a giant dick, you're still like, yeah, go, Tony. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. So what about the actual, like, so we haven't actually talked about, like, the movie yet. Um, what, like, did you, do you like, do you, you still like the movie, obviously. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think probably so, the the weakest part of the movie still to this day, and, and I remember thinking it at the same time, was... Um, Obadiah as the bad guy like it wasn't it probably wasn't the the punchiest start in terms of of big big bad guys but I guess yeah, at the same so time I, uh, go ahead well like I was thinking about this last night and I remember when I saw this movie the first time in theaters my reaction to it was um I came out of it was like man that was awesome but I wish we'd gotten to see Iron Man go all out because he spends most of this movie underpowered. Yeah. Um, He like there's the beginning where he's in the Mark one suit. There's the sort of middle section where he's just putting the suit together and learning what he's doing. There's the like the revenge scene, so to speak, where he he shows up in the Middle East and and rescues the town of uh, Golmira and uh and that scene is awesome. Like, that scene is super, super, super cool. But he's not fighting anyone super-powered, right? He's just doing no. his thing. Yep. And then the entire final act, he's running on his, like, backup generator. And so his suit is well, running out of power the entire time. He's got, like, one jet on his leg that works. And his, like, arc reactor is flickering. And he's 10% power. And you never get to see him just open up and go nuts. Right. And so that... That feels like a silly complaint now that the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has happened, and like in every subsequent film, we've seen Iron Man go completely like over the top. Oh, but, yeah. at the, but at the time, I was, you know, like, oh, that was cool. I just wish we, we, the film left me wanting more. I think that was actually what what I was feeling. Yeah. But the only way I could articulate it is, oh, I just want to see him do everything. Yeah. But I think the movie just left me wanting more, which is exactly what you want for a first entry in a franchise. Oh, absolutely. Um, I it, mean, that's a that's a huge gamble, though, right? Oh, yeah. Right, because if Iron Man hadn't panned out and hadn't grasped like it did and just take off, I don't actually think I would look back at this movie. Like, if Iron Man had come out and it had kind of flopped and the MCU had never taken off and we, we didn't have these, you know, 19 movies to start a podcast about... Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably look back at Iron Man and be like, eh, like, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I enjoy it, but I don't feel like it ever reached sort of its full potential. But because it was this massive sort of base block 
for this this pyramid, this giant tower that they were about to construct, you look back at it and go, yeah, that's exactly what it should have been. Because, you know, in Iron Man 2, it just it gets dialed up to 10. And then in Avengers, all of a sudden we're at 15. And then it just keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And that worked so well. So, Yeah, and like this movie feels a little quaint by comparison to the rest of the MCU at this point. Oh, absolutely. It's um, very small. Like, yeah. It doesn't have the scale that, that the other movies do, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I like I actually like Obadiah Stane as the bad guy. I feel like he, he works really well. It is definitely, it makes it a very small personal story rather than like a save the world. It's, it's no, it's, it's Tony and his surrogate dad are fighting. Um, but this sort of circles around to one of my sort of pet theories theory is the wrong word but sort of like pet opinions about the mcu which is these movies work because they're all personal stories the the saving the world stakes are not the things that drive the mcu um it's not about you know protecting it it is in some movies but even in the movies when it's about that it's not really about that um it like it's not about saving the world you know they're gonna save the world they're gonna win they're superheroes that's what they do they win um so it's about the 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 emotional connection to the characters and what they're going through and how they relate to the other characters in the movie um what they're gonna have to sacrifice or how they're gonna have to change or what they're what they're going to have to endure to to win and so this movie being like starting that whole that whole franchise off with a story about so tony and his dad having a fight um actually feels like a really natural place to begin this universe um, even if it feels like a small kind of underwhelming story in retrospect. That's fair. Man, you're so smart, Matt. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, I think that's, uh, like, that's kind of the, uh, the, the movie there. Um, I want to just, uh, quickly, yeah, like, let's just quickly say, so the idea behind these podcasts is not to be these, like, you know, the idea is not you rewatch it while you're listening to us. Go and watch the movie and then come and listen to this podcast. Um, and we're going to try to keep it, you know, in the 20 to 25 minute range. We want this to be pretty easy for you to ingest on your drive to work or your walk home or, or whatever it is you're doing. So we're not going to, you know, spend an hour dissecting, you know, a movie that has probably been dissected over and over again for the last 10 years. Um, but we just want to get you all ready for May with Infinity Wars, which I'm just unbelievably excited for. And yeah, me please, too. Oh, please don't let the world end before this movie comes out. Yeah, if I get hit by a truck before Infinity War comes out, I'm going to be real I'm, angry. I will I'm going to be somebody. real angry. Like, yeah, angry from beyond the I'm going to haunt, I don't know who. I'm going to haunt I'm, you because I know you'll see it opening night. That's fair. So I was going to maybe like, go. I'll, my see, spirit will be hovering over your shoulder in the theater. I, I was going to go haunt, like, Robert Downey Jr. or something. Like, I feel Chris like Evans. just that... Oh, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Haunt Chris Evans. I just I feel like Captain you America. should probably haunt somebody famous because that would be more interesting well, than haunting me. This is the eternal question, though. It's like, if you had the opportunity to work at an effects studio that worked on, like, Star Wars or the Marvel Universe or what have you, would you even want to do that? Because you'd have to watch the movie over and over <laughs> and over and over and over again in dailies before it's finished. 
yes. And it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of just I, like going to the theater and seeing it. I kind of like going to the theaters. I don't know. Being being involved in actually making these things and even the smallest, like, even if I'm the guy who's like sweeping up the set in between takes, like, I would probably do that. Fair enough. I don't know if I would And I guess do it, it depends on what what aspect of it you're involved in the creation of yeah, if you're that's seeing the whole thing versus if you're just seeing a little part of it and you still get the magic of just going on opening night but then i guess if you yes there's still some magic in going on opening night to see a thing that you've made yeah and then you see your name at the end there in the credits like, yeah that's got to be kind of cool yeah 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 all right so um, be- before we move on there's yeah. one other thing that struck me while watching this uh, okay. that I just wanted to mend, like just wanted to bring up because it was something that I had forgotten about. Um, and that is just like a lot of the conversation recently in light of certain other studios doing shared universe things, not to name names, um, is the, the whole like, make a good movie. Don't spend time setting up your shared universe in the first movie. Just make the movie and, and, and do it. And that actually doesn't conform to what this movie does. Like, this is a good movie, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. But they they spend, like, several scenes in this movie doing shared universe building stuff that, that like, it's stealthy. They do it well. But S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up in this movie right off the bat. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I had Phil forgotten Coulson. that Agent Coulson was in this. Yeah, um, he, and, he shows and, up yeah, like, within, like, the first 40 minutes. And I was like, wait, yeah, he what? Does. Holy and, crap. and but not only does he show up in the first forty minutes, he straight up just drops the like shield name. It's like, oh yeah, I'm 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 Agent Colson, and I work for the. I'm not going to be able to rattle off this entire acronym, the Strategic Homeland Enforcement Intelligence and Logistics Division, or some such thing. And and everybody just sort of like, you know, he says this to Gwyneth Paltrow, and she just sort of poo poos him, and and it's like, all right, sure, whatever, we'll set up a meeting later. Um, and it, like if this movie was made today, there there are like five or six Shield agents later in the movie that that are sort of involved in the third act. And if this movie were made today, they would be in full Shield uniforms. But they were they were just in suits. They were generic FBI guys in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's there's actually more world building that is strictly for fanboys in this than than I think a lot of people remember. Yeah. Um, just because, like, there's no reason for those guys to be anything other than, like, oh, we, we're from the CIA. Yeah, that's fair. Except that they're, you know, they were launching a universe with this, and they knew it. And, they'd, like, it's all stealthy enough that they could be like, oh, well, maybe we weren't. But they were. And it's clear they were. Yeah. It, it was a very good, like, it's a very smart movie. Um, they They clearly knew what they were doing at the time. Um, and whether or not they knew that they were going to succeed or not, I guess didn't matter. They're just like, well, if let's we're just... going to do it, we might as well do it right. Yeah, and, it's uh... like let's let's at least do it in a way that if this is a success, we're already yeah. set up to like just keep running with it. Yeah. Um, rather because I mean they rather than they, like they, let's just see if very, we can do yeah, this and they, then we can worry about the rest of it later. Um, yeah. They they definitely were like, let's go for broke. I mean, they could have easily just set this up as a one-off Iron Man movie, no S.H.I.E.L.D. talk, no no Agent Coulson, nothing like that. Um, but they just, you know, they took the chance and they said, nope, we're going to do it and it's going to work. And good Lord, were they right. Yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> so very right. So here's the, 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 the all-important question. Yeah. And we'll be doing this at the end of every episode. But Matt. Yes. Where does Iron Man rank... 
on all of the movies that we have so meticulously reviewed and talked about on this this podcast series. Uh, so where does this stack up so far? Yeah, against everything else that we've talked about. All right. Well, so far it's number one. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think uh, there's I think any that's a solid place for it. I don't think there's any other number that you could give this movie considering where we're at right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think uh, I think this is uh, definitely the best MCU movie we've seen so far. Agreed. Well, it's nice to see that we're on the same page about this. Yeah, I expect that to change the future soon. Maybe maybe I... not with the Incredible Hulk, but soon. <laughs> wow. Shade <laughs> thrown. God damn. I like you the Incredible least... Hulk. I'm looking forward to watching it again. But honestly, the I, I don't Hulk... think it's as good as Iron Man. No, it's it's not. Um, I honestly, the Incredible Hulk is actually one of the ones I haven't actually seen um, just at all, over and over again. Oh, for just some, for what over for and whatever over. reason. Interesting. Ah, well, now's your chance. You get to watch. Yeah, it again. I'm excited. All right, that's going to do it for the very first episode of Countdown to Infinity with myself and Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see, you know, what the next uh, 18 weeks brings. Uh, I'm really excited to watch all these movies again. Uh, I'm really excited to get a chance to sit down and, and chat with Matt about the Matt about them every week. So, uh, I'm I hope you all enjoy it. Um, obviously, you know, leave your comments below and all that jazz, and let us know if there's things that you would like to see us discuss or. Um, hit us up on on Twitter. That's probably the best place to to get your sort of your comments and questions in before we record. You can follow uh, me. I'm at James underscore L R R. Matt is at Matt underscore L R R. Still mm-hmm. treading on that lur name. I after just all these haven't. Years away. I haven't got a better <laughs> online name. <laughs> I've thought a couple of times. It's like what what should I change my name to? Considering the like. LRR postfix is not really appropriate anymore. I just have nothing. But now it's fine again. So yeah, because you're you're in a loading ready run production. Yeah, I'm, I'm earning that postfix again now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and speaking of which, um, I want to thank uh, everybody over on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/LoadingReadyRun. Uh, it 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 is because of you that we are able to do uh, stuff like this. Uh, it's because of you because it's because of you that we're able to do pretty much all of the stuff that we do. So I want to thank you very much for that. Again, patreon.com slash loading ready run. The uh, the plan with this podcast is it to be released every Sunday up until the release of uh, Infinity Wars, which is in early May. Um, so it's going to it's like a 10 year thing, right? Like we're going from 2008 May to 2018 May. Which yeah, is just kind of crazy to think about. That's, but yeah, I'm really looking forward sweet. to it. I'm so I'm so in. Yeah. Oh, I've I'm, I've been in for forever. I'm yeah. super like we still need to get through. Like it's in, it's it's in, it's insane to me that we still actually have one more movie even before then. I know that we get to watch that and we don't looks, get to talk about it for like yeah six for, weeks or eight weeks after it comes out. And I like how we get to to rewatch a movie that we will have already seen like a, a month before. Yeah. It'll already be fresh in our heads. With so luck, it'll be sweet. well enough received that it'll still be in theaters, and we can just go watch it in theaters again. Oh, that's a good that's idea. We're going to need to talk about... I feel like we're going to need to... Um, you're going to have to come over to the islands to or, watch or, Infinity Wars. Or, or, or you could come to Vancouver. 
Yeah, no, that seems unlikely because if you come here, we have the recording studio here. I know. And we can, like, come here directly after and record our episode. Yes, that's that does make more sense. You're, you're right. I just want you to come visit. I'm lonely. I'm, I'm going to be there soon. Don't worry. Soon. Soon, Matt. I'll okay. be there for, for a whole, like, one night and we can hang out. Yay. All right. Let's stop talking about our personal plans on this podcast. Let's <laughs> wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening, I guess. Oh, you guess, I guess you can watch, too. It's going up on the YouTube. Um, again, make sure to follow us, James at LR or James underscore LRR, Matt underscore LRR over on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get all the other stuff we make over at loadingreadyrun.com, twitch.tv slash loadingreadyrun. Um, you can watch Matt's very occasional streams where, Matt? Okay. I, can I just like throw my stuff out here? Yeah. Um, I occasionally stream on twitch.tv slash Matt underscore LRR. And I have a little vlog series that I'm starting up on YouTube uh, where I see a movie every week and then do a little vlog about it. Vlog? Vlog? Yeah, I believe you, I got, got hacked for saying vlog. Uh, saying vlog last time I said it. Um, but that's on my YouTube channel, which I think if you just search Matt Wiggins, that, that will turn it up. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. That's what I do. Um, and yeah, I, I plan to also stream on sundays so maybe you'll get a double dose of matt on sundays uh we'll see mm, double matt dose all right goodbye everybody haha -ha, you didn't think we weren't going to talk about the post credit scenes did you you see what we did there we're talking about the post credit scenes in our post credit scenes it's genius it's a very smart idea i don't feel like you're you know what else that. is a smart idea uh-huh the Avenger Initiative. The Avenger Initiative is a very smart idea. Um, we talked about um, the fact that Shield shows up so early in this, uh, in this series. Like we I, again, it was just Phil Coulson was there at like the forty-minute mark, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Like, I thought he didn't show up for like three more movies or something like that. But yeah, no, he's there doing his thing. And then at the end, post-credit, Samuel L. Jackson Marvel, shows up, which as Marvel Nick Fury. has. Yeah, he shows up. But let's just talk. I really want to quickly talk about the post credit scene. Um, Marvel has uh, popularized this uh, this form of storytelling um, to yes. what I assume is the annoyance of every movie theater on the planet who just wants to clean up <laughs> after a movie. <laughs> right? Like, Yeah, you're probably right. Have they single-handedly pushed the, the, the space between shows in theaters at this point like it doesn't even matter if it's a marvel movie or not i feel like movie theaters across the world have had to actually add an extra like five minutes between show times in every theater for every movie because there's always going to be at least a few people who sit behind and are like no there's going to be something here oh yeah you just you you just wait and they're never ever yeah, yeah no they they can't start cleaning the theater out until after the credits are over now um yeah. And this this is even like to the detriment of Disney's own body bottom line to an extent. I mean, I guess these movies make enough money that it probably makes up for it. But like typically, you want your movies to be as efficient as possible so you can get more showings in in a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like extending the or artificially extending the length of your movies seems like a losing plan, but does a great job of just providing this little hook for people that are invested enough to stick around and, and want to find out what the hook for the next movie is. It's great. Yep. And kind of like um, the surprise fact that 
there were there was shield in this movie and there were so many little nods to you know future characters and and ideas um this is a another thing that i was like oh yeah wow they've been doing the post credit scene literally since the beginning like yeah i was watching and i was like right I guess I can turn it off now because I don't think they started doing post credit scenes. Oh, never mind. There's Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's and super uh, cool. I like one of one of my favorite is the wrong word, but one of my like things that I always do is try to remember which movies had which credit scenes. Because oh, that's you know, like you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I think this movie has this credit scene, and you're like, oh wait, no, that was that other movie. This movie has this credit scene. Yeah. Um, because like even going back, they it's like which movie were they predicting at the time this one came out? Which one were they teasing? Yeah, but but yeah, this one no, just Nick teases Fury, the whole universe. I guess Nick Fury breaks into his home and is like, "You're not the only superhero in the world, bro," and we're gonna do the Avengers yeah. in you know three years. And he's like, "Cool, bro," and that's pretty much the scene. Yeah, that's actually a really good hook too. Where it's like, "Oh, oh yeah. you think you're the only superhero?" Well, yeah. <laughs> joke's on you. We got superheroes out the wazoo. You yeah. just haven't heard of you, them yet. You almost want them to turn to the to the, to the audience at that point and be like, be back in the theaters in, three, <laughs> in like six weeks to see another one. His name is The Hulk. Yeah. And we'll almost never really talk about this movie again because it wasn't that good. But uh-huh. oh, it's fine. I've I got we'll lots of nice things to say about The Incredible Hulk. I will. We'll I hope I will too. Because honestly, I think it's probably very near the bottom of my list. Yeah, I, I don't think but it's maybe one of the that's not the case. I don't know. On the whole, but but it it's not a bad movie. All right. Well, but let's find out. next week. We're getting week. ahead of ourselves. Let's find out next week. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>